Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today we are talking about Ghost in the Shell, the movie that came out in 1995, not the other movies. Not the standalone complex movie, not the second gig movie or the, any other ones. The one that came out in 1995. The only good one so far that we've come across. And this was my choice, if I am uh, not mistaken. I believe it was, yes. Uh, before that, though, uh, in the pre-show content that you can get by joining our Patreon, uh, we were talking about the director and how... In Terror Resonance, Rick took a really dark turn, so we decided to explore that just a little bit. And he is... He's gone. What? <laughs> oh, I was going to say, I'm, I'm still here. It's a pause. Uh, I said how it took a, a dark turn in Terror Resonance, and then that was it. I heard nothing. Gee, well, there goes... <laughs> the Wi-Fi over here is like, yeah, no, that's it. Done. Done. It took a dark turn. Oh, and moving on. <laughs> no, I I made a, a slight error, assuming that, uh, assuming wrong, and thankfully you corrected my thought process and made the show a whole lot lighter than it was. Yeah. I just assumed that when they referred to testing, it wasn't it was not medical testing. I assumed it was like grading testing, and if you didn't pass, you died. And that was good motivation to get better grades. Indeed. Uh, but if you want to catch that whole conversation, including about the director of uh, Ghost in the Shell, patreon.com slash featured anime podcast, dollar will get you there. And uh, now on to the meat and potatoes. As I, as I was saying earlier, the Ghost in the Shell movie, this one came out in 1995. Uh, producer for it was Bandai Visual and the studio for it was production IG. Its source is a manga and the genres are action, mecha, police, psychological, sci-fi, and sinning. Oh, sinning. I can see that. I can definitely see that. I wasn't expecting sinning. Yeah. Um, man. What's up? Sorry. I, I kept hearing an echo and then I finally figured out it's from your headphones. <laughs> oh, I'm turning it down. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, you're good, man. No worries. I am deaf, so there, there's... You're good, man. No worries. Yeah, it ran for an hour and 22 minutes, hour 23 minutes if you watch the 2.0 version. And we talked a little bit about some of the differences between the 2.0 and the original version as well, which uh, I got to say, it's I I personally feel like the original version is a lot better. <laughs> I do too. Um, if for no other reason than it, it does not seem like much of a difference when you look at them side by side. However, when you're watching it, certain scenes just seem to drag on. Um, now, did you happen to watch it in the dubbed or the subbed? I've seen it both ways. But in this particular time, uh, the most recent time, I should say. I've watched it both ways. <laughs> okay. I watched it subbed. And if. 
there's one particular point in in the movie where I think watching it subbed is is way better. Um, it's it's towards the end. I, I I know I'm going skipping pretty hard, but I found it hilarious that whoever was writing out the English translation wrote down muscles tearing in a moist fashion. And I don't know if if you guys know too much about my aversion to the word moist, but it's not a it's not an aversion where I I dislike I gotta it. Say it's that that one of those is, things where it's hilarious. I gotta say that it's interesting that they chose to write that out because I don't think that it's the normal because when I was watching it subbed mm-hmm. because on DVD, yeah. it doesn't have that in there. Really? Yeah. Well, so I had, I don't know if it was in, in subbed on purpose, but I had the cap, the closed captioning on. That's why, that's why closed captioning tends to go to details for sounds that are there sometimes too. So if there's like particular sounds oh. that they're trying to convey, that's what they're going to do. If you're, if you're hard of hearing or mostly deaf, they want you to at least enjoy <laughs> some of the experience that's happening there. And understandable to go off on a little bit of a tangent. Um, have you ever seen or rather watched? And I'm going to use air quotes, watched descriptive audio TV shows. Do you know what descriptive audio is? No, I'm, I'm racking my brain super hard. I'm like, I'm trying to it's think for I- people who are blind. And it came full force for Daredevil on Netflix. But basically what it is, is you want to watch a movie. You want to enjoy the movie like everyone else enjoys the movie, but you can't see the movie. So there's a narrator that accurately describes what's happening around. So we'll take Daredevil, for example, because this is where it really hit full force on Netflix. Sorry for the tangent, but no, no, no. by all means, I'm learning stuff. Um, in the beginning, you have this narrator voice. So like when I first watched the Daredevil TV series, I was, I was given a challenge. It's like someone, had, one of my friends had seen it and he said, Hey, I would like to know what you think of it just using the descriptive audio. So he would start it for me. So I didn't actually see it and it would have descriptive audio and I would just listen to it. And it went for the very first episode. It was like, this is how it's going down. Like there's a truck, there's, ooze and chemicals falling out and there's a boy in the street with a man clutching his son holdly and then it goes to the actors talking and, and they're talking and it talks some more and then it's like fade to black x amount of time passes by and it's like gives you a description of how they look what's happening what's going on and it is just a trip why does that make it so it, it, for me that sounds like it turns an hour and a half movie into almost a four and a half hour no, movie because it's done all within the time frame of the movie so they're not pausing it it's flowing like normal but that description is being put in there so like how it's done for closed captioning okay i got it kind of makes sense in your opinion did it take away from the movie no because i heard it unfortunately because <laughs> because i heard it <laughs> I mean, I imagine you're not seeing it if you're <laughs> actually, that'd be kind of fun. Uh, interesting. Do you think they'd do that to a, a blank screen? Descriptive audio or yeah. closed captioning? I, I would imagine they do anything for it. I mean, like as long as it's there, if it's a blank screen, it'll say blank screen. And same thing for uh, like when they're doing closed captioning, it's like depending on what it is, especially when it comes to closed captioning. So that way you can understand like what's going on. They'll detect, Say it's singing, music, blah, 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 you know, things like that. But that's what I'm saying. That's what they would do. That's why they said mm. sound of moist, mu- moist muscle staring. Yeah. 
<sighs> Last time I let you go on a tangent. <sighs> Jeez. No, it's just, it was the weirdest thing because as I was watching it, the, I guess, mechanical body was tearing itself apart. And it didn't occur to me that there was, I heard the sounds. It, it You know, it is what it is. But it sounded more like ripping and tearing, not moist ripping. And then when I read the word, I started to hear it. And it was, it was weird because I wasn't focusing on that particular aspect of it before. Right. Right. And then when I was, it, I don't know if you've ever watched something and then had somebody sitting next to you, weird how we're doing something like that right now. Right. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) weird how you have a a perception of somebody, something about, you know, going back to it, kids getting on a train and then you have somebody else's perspective going, actually, that's not what happened. It's, it's this, and it changes the whole scenario. It, it, it enriches, it I would say. And we really haven't talked about Ghost in the Shell at all, have we? <laughs> uh, no, we keep getting sidetracked. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, no, so... It's just a different perspective and watching it with a CC thing makes perfect sense because when I was watching, so I saw it on YouTube, which is why the closed captioning was available and thank God it's free. What I found quite interesting is the music that was associated with it. It's listed as nondescript female angelic singing. And I thought that was quite, I thought that was quite cool. And it was I didn't notice the music. I've seen this movie three, four, five times, something like that, you know? Yeah. And I didn't notice the music being as dominant as it was in this particular one, in this particular viewing. And I owe that specifically to the show, like the to the closed captioning. Yeah, I, I can see that. But so like, did you notice anything different this time or no? I, I noticed how well it didn't really age yeah i agree with that i mean it's not that old it's i it's mean it's pretty old when you consider it's uh like, what is it 26 years old yeah it, it's it's incredibly old when you consider the technology when you consider the advancements in animation like this was a modern marvel back when it came out now i think we'd be hard pressed to call it average but the fact that it can still be average as far as animation style goes, quality of the movement, you can pause it anywhere and there's no, well, I can't really say anywhere, but 90% of the times you hit pause, it's a clear picture. It's not blurred in any way, shape or form. The ideas behind it still highly unique. The way everything was going, it just, I don't, you'd be very, it'd be very difficult for me to find something similar of that quality now you know what i mean yeah i get that i mean i i I guess one of the reasons why that they've done different iterations of it is because of the fact that it didn't really age that well too you think they're trying to repackage it what do you mean it didn't age well no i'm saying the animation oh but I, i thought it did like yeah it's a little bit outdated i do agree it's a little outdated. However, it fit for everything that's going on there. True. True, true, true. Like if, if you look 26 years ago, let's look at the technology that they're trying to portray in here. The elevators were hilarious. They were way, way too complex for anything 
anywhere. It was cyberpunk. I, I don't know whatever you want to call it. It was amazing. Right. Um, the fact that <laughs> you had things that helped you turn invisible and shade you from thermal imaging. Yeah, no, the, like the concept, the, the ideology and everything like that, it, it was done really well. Like in general, uh, it's just like some of the key aspects for the animation in terms of like facial features and how the kind of like the characters and the, my perception of them, I guess you could say I viewed it through more rose goggles than anything else. Right. Cause it'd been a few years since I've seen it. And so I was like, well, you know, I would like to actually revisit it, rewatch it. And it, I don't remember it being quite as, or I remember it a lot cleaner in terms of animation than what it did. Although the concept art and the perception and the mind games that it plays on you are really, really well done. Like the overall story is solid. It's great. And what it's trying to convey and the helplessness that you feel sometimes in a couple of the scenes are also there. Is really it possible? Well. Is it possible? The quality went down because the frame rate went up. Cause I noticed that uh, going to a different genre completely return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. I watched, I love that. I, I, I have, <laughs> thanks to my dad, I have the VHS like tapes mm-hmm. of the, uh, the six uh, of what was it? Uh, four, five and six. VHS tapes. They're probably collector's items now. But when you watch them, they have a crisp, genuine feel to them, assuming you still have... Ooh, that's going to be a good tie-in. But anyway, assuming you still have a VCR that works, um, it, it's a decent image. Mm. When they re-up, re- when they remastered it to Blu-ray, you could tell what a prop is. You could see their handheld like lasers are super fake. And you just want to stand, you want to stand back and yell at the screen. You need to act better. I don't believe you. But when you switch it to what it was before, the realism of it being in your own room is gone, which is why I was saying here, perhaps because of the higher frame rate, if you were watching it on a higher frame rate, it it didn't give you the same sense of uh, fluidity, if that makes any sense. Mm, No, I mean, like now when it comes to this. Uh, I think again, you know, I just had like a very particular perception. I've also seen a lot of the animated series and I saw the more revamped versions of it. And so I think my perception just got tainted as to what it was is what I'm thinking. It is what I'm thinking to happen. Doesn't detract from the fact that it is a great movie and that it is really well done period. I'm that, that hasn't changed. It's just like, I feel like it could have been better. And I feel like, like maybe, I'm missing out on, on something, you know, childlike wonder perhaps. Yeah, maybe. I mean, <sighs> one of so, the things I dislike, go ahead. I was going to say, I mean, like it takes place in, in 2029. So I mean, we still got a few years to catch up to, to the, catch up. Really? To them. You saw what their GPS looked like. You really think we need to catch up? No, I'm talking about the cybernetics and the fact that they can oh, yeah. <laughs> have, have work like that done. So the theory behind ghost in the shell is let's say, you know, it's I've their got a really of, bad day. It's right? their way of saying it's a soul. Yeah, or, no, I get that. Conscience. But I would yeah. actually probably more accurately. I would say it's more of a consciousness. But let's say I have a really, really bad day and I'm walking home and I'm smelling the roses. I'm being just one of those 
people who just cross the road without looking both ways and a bus decides to just plaster me against the wall. But for some reason, I'm not isekai into another story and I'm not the main protagonist. Or maybe I am. Who knows? But my head somehow survives. They take my brain, they download my brain, and then they put that information into a cybernetic shell. And it's me. But I don't have any memories of being hit by the bus. I don't have really many memories at all because they can alter that. The ghost in the shell, the ghost that whispers, is the consciousness that you take with your brain and the the soul that was transported, transplanted into this thing as a life-saving measure, at least in the case of our main protagonist. And it's assumed that there's still people, even though they're 99% machinery. Yeah, and 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 I do like that she goes into details a little bit about that. It's like the reason why that she is 99% machinery is because of a contractual obligation for Section 9, a government agency or public security agency or whatever you want to call it, uh, agreement. So basically, they are given like routine maintenance and taken care of and everything like that for this. And if she were to leave, she has to basically give up her body kind of because her body is not her own it's the government's body exactly and what's left is like next to nothing anyways yeah i think it might even just be her brain but no not even her brain and the reason why i say it's not even her brain is hers because at the very beginning this is this is like one of the things that's difference between the subbed and the dub like remember the very beginning uh bato says to uh matoko like, oh, you got a lot of static in your brain, right? Yeah. What's her response? It's that time of month, right? Yeah. In the su- in the dubs, she says, oh, it must be a loose wire or something. I'll get it checked out later. See, that's, that closed captioning showed it as a loose wire. How can you hear anything with that? With all the static going I've, on in your, in your yeah, head. It's just loose wire. I'll have it checked out later. Yeah. Didn't Clo- consider that. Yeah, the closed captioning is literal closed captioning of what English, what they would be saying in English. Huh. And in uh, the original subs, it says it's my time. It's that time of month. But how could it possibly be that time of the month when you don't have any functioning reproductive organs? Could have been a smart ass way or it could have just been like, it's that time of month for maintenance. Oh, that's a good way to put it. Because that's what, she then later on when they're talking on the boat says we have to get regular routine maintenance done on our bodies. And that's perfect because you actually do see her get a new body essentially. Basically after that scene, even with the, her brain or cybernetic brain being popped into the body. Yeah. So this, this, it really touches on a lot of weird facets too. It's like a lot of what ifs and and the main main character, uh, Matoko, or Major, she starts questioning her own uniqueness, her own being, whether or not her memories are really her own, or whether she is who she says she is, whether she even had a real life beforehand. Because she's as she's on this uh, ferry going through the city, she looks up, sees someone that's eating that looks just like her. And then she looks over to, to another spot and sees someone else that looks just like her and, and someone else that looks just like her. And then when you're introduced to the puppet master, who's the main quote unquote bad guy here, right? Or project 2501. 
Mm-hmm. He even because it's a he got put into a female body. <laughs> yeah. He even looks a little bit like her. Well, she's a very generic model from what I understand. Right. They didn't specify whether or not it was a, like a generic model. I mean, like I would assume her specific model is not generic being that she needs to be able to handle what she handles. You know, I would, I mean, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, I imagine that most cybernetic bodies would have to be held up to a certain standard. I believe she's a military grade standard, right? But I, I imagine in order to blend in the facial structure and the body itself would probably, probably be put to some normal standard. I guess. Think of it like a plain clothes officer. Still an officer. Just looks like everybody else. Okay. One of the things I also like clarifying uh, that they clarified here is that everyone in the organization, with the exception of Ogusa and uh, the director. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Everyone else there are basically full cybernetic, and they're the only ones that have a slight brain augmentation to be able to interact with some things. And that's about it. And even then, and I love, and it, it is so true what he says, he go, you know, cause he's asked, don't you ever worry about the guy that's messing around in your brain? And, and the reason why this question comes about is because the puppet master literally mess messes with people's brains and screws with their memories. So we have this yeah, poor I mean- garbage collector who's, looks at a picture, sees that he has a daughter and he's married and everything like that. And he thinks he's trying to hack into his wife to figure out why, what's going on or anything like that. And it turns out all these memories and everything like that for this lowly garbage collector, poor guy, fake. And, and, uh, Togusua or Togusa says to the director, like, you know, do you ever wonder about the people poking around in your brain? And his response is perfect. They go through rigorous training, background checks, everything like that. Even if you get to this point, it's like next level investigation into everything. You, like we investigate the dog that your best friend had <laughs> 30 years ago before this. All right. We, we check everything down to its fleas and make sure they had their proper flea license. All right. Just to make sure. <laughs> and even then they're still only human. Yeah. And it's like, once you start worrying, there's no end to it. It's like there's there's it's never going to end. It's never going going to stop. Beyond scary. If you take that into any kind of logical conclusion or even illogical conclusion because a lot can happen. I mean, it's not like a simple like hey, we're just going to go get some blood work done. It's like we're literally going to perform surgery on your brain just to fix this one little loose wire. <sighs> I don't know. I dislike needles. I dislike surgery, but I just, uh, at that point, don't they just knock you out or shut you down? Yeah. But even then, I mean, you're not there. They're going to be in your brain fiddling around. Who knows, man, maybe implanting something in you. You don't even want next thing. You know, you're running around clucking like a chicken, trying to fly off a roof. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. Until link comes by and kicks you. Nah, it's, Some cybernetics might be interesting to have. Imagine if so, obviously, because we're moving towards the the middling part where the moist tearing of muscles comes in. You can obviously push your body to a much greater um, effort. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And it's really awesome to just envision the fact that if you were to 
say, create a steel body, a T-190 like from Terminator. If you were to create that, you'd have an unstoppable machine. But for some reason, you still have tanks. You still have like people who operate heavy machinery. If it was as simple as putting you into a new body, why wouldn't, and I know I've said this before about other anime, but why wouldn't they just generate numerous amounts of those bodies and make more copies about the brains and then have an army of essentially free labor? So, I mean, that takes more along the lines of uh, robotics at that point, because you wouldn't need someone to to really be meant mentally aware or capable if it's doing a repetitive menial task. Mm-hmm. But we had a discussion kind of like this for Terra for Mars season two. Yeah. Where the one guy kept reproducing bodies. Each body that was being produced had different wants, dreams, likes, and dislikes aside from the original. And so yeah, even if you were to copy it, I feel like even if they were all copies, they would each be individualized in a f- in the long run and each develop their own way. Okay. It goes to the nature versus nurture argument, but I understand what you're talking about. Environment versus, you know, upbringing. But then in that case, why wouldn't you just... So our big bad is essentially a self-identifying, self-aware... Uh, being. Artificial intelligence. Uh, no, being not, works, yes. Yeah, not even saying he's an AI. He just says who he is and that he is a being. Pure and simple. I mean, like, which brings the question of like, what is truly a human? Well, I mean, eh, goes to another anime. What I makes think, you you? Right. If you chop off your arm, is that arm you, or are you you without the arm? Chop off both arms. Put them in another place. Ajin, you know, that uh, it goes back to Ajin. Chop off your head. Yeah. Is is that? Are you? technically dying or 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 are you still alive like is the body over there you or is the head you like what is you exactly i mean philosophical argument put aside i mean like we could have this all day long it's just even on the shows that we've watched in recent history <laughs> yeah all good though all like, good. i don't think we when was the last time we had a low score Ooh, that's a great question uh i mean what's your definition Below five. Below five. Uh, it's probably been a couple of months, maybe. No, no. We had, I think, a three or a two recently. <laughs> like maybe in the past month and a half, I want to say. Past eight episodes. Okay. Let's, uh, let's take a gander here. Hang on. Here we go. Well, while you're looking, I got a question for you. That tank, when our main protagonist came in to basically re-kidnap the... Ben... Like two weeks. Oh, uh, we gave season Tokyo Ghoul re season one or season three. Oh, both both of us gave it a four. Yeah, season one as a standalone is amazing. Season two kind of blew monkey chunks. Season three almost redeemed it, but it was the ending, so it is what it is. And then, uh, and then we both gave a uh, Blood Sea uh, a four as well. Rightfully so. But yeah, do you think that the tank? that would did not seem to have any automation. Do you think that might have been a piece of the the bad guy, if for lack of a better term? Uh the puppet master? Do you no. think that was implanted with him? No? No, 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 no. The tank was being automated by a guy, so it was actually being controlled by a person. Oh, okay. That makes sense. That's 
I mean, it, it either is controlled by a person or it's controlled by the puppet master. So if it's not the puppet master, it's, you know. No, it's, it's, it was controlled by a person. One of the interesting things, too, uh, is this anime really kind of talks to you on a more philosophical... I mean, like, as, as we've already iterated a couple times, I mean, like, it's really a philosophical anime, a really philosophical show that, that kind of makes you really wonder and think. It's not like something that you could just watch and, like, have drone on because they even do references and and make you question like what you're really watching. So take the boat scene where uh, Bato and the major are actually on the boat. And it sounds like the major's talking like the voice is the major to both her and Bato, but the major looks like what the hell's going on. And the major's like, and, and Bato's confused as to what he was just told. He's like, was that you? Please tell me that was you. <laughs> No, it was the one-armed man. It was the one-armed man. Technically, mm. I mean, like, that is true. I mean, by the time we see Project 2505 or the Puppet Master in a body, he technically does have one arm. Mm. Yeah, okay. Not a I'll full arm. Te- temporarily. 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 Yes. <laughs> Jeez, man. Honestly, I liked it. I mean, it's a shame that it's required to have more than one movie, but... Yeah, and they do leave it, definitely leave it open uh, for a second movie. Luckily, we do know there's a second movie. I know you haven't seen it, though. I've seen it. I definitely have not. (laughs) Well, with all that being said, I think this is a great spot for us to leave a rating, sir. So on a scale of up to 10, how would you rate this? Well, that's tough because I know there's a second one. And I want to say it was really good because of what my memories of it are, you know? Yeah. Well, just rate it as its own standalone movie, sir. Because that's what this is for us right now. Six. Okay. I know I'm being harsh, but the ending was extremely lackluster. Very okay. lazy way to get a second movie. I, I'm i going to go a little bit higher. I'm giving this a seven. And I don't feel like the ending was lackluster. I felt like the ending was very fitting. Um, But I can't go any higher than a seven simply because it just... It was really a short movie. It was only an hour and like 23 minutes, hour, 22 minutes. So I feel like they left a lot out. Um, it didn't feel that long. Yeah, it didn't feel that, feel that long at all. I felt like it was meant to be a part of a whole series. And it, it kind of left you wanting more, which is why I'm glad that they do have a series that's out there. Uh, some of the animation, the... uh kind of interactions that you have with everyone, it it really kind of makes you feel like you're missing out on something, which I feel gets really tied in. And then there's also a Netflix original series for this as well, which takes place before all the people are in there are actually a part of it. So it's, you know, it's good for what it was and it still is great. I I don't suggest you watch the 2.0 version, but <laughs> I, I do. It is worth at least a watch. That is for sure. So I agree. Uh, next week is your choice, sir. What are we watching? So do you remember how I made the VCR comment? I did. There's a movie roughly the same time as this. This came out um, where a gentleman named Spike was kicking in an episode gets a, a VCR, a, uh, a cassette tape 
and he has to go to an antique shop and so he kicks a VCR. It's Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, but like He's neither, got the, neither the movie nor the series came out at the same time. Of this? Yes. Really? Yeah. Are you sure? It's a very similar anime style. Uh, not really. No. No? Uh-uh. Oh. <laughs> well, my reference doesn't make too much sense then. It's, I was the, so when I was mentioning I mean, the VCR, like the, the VCR, uh, I know what you're talking about. It's a episode and it's a beta cassette. Yeah. And he ends up destroying the piece of, and he's like, well, if you kick it, it still works. At least it's happened on my ship. And that's where I went with it on yeah. here. But apparently it's not even the right timeline. Yeah, no, uh, the, the series came out in 98 and ran through 99. And then the movie came out in 2001. Oh, that's a, that's a bit of a difference in years. So, so nine, I mean, like it's only about six years off. Fair. Now, so are we watching the movie or are we watching the series? That's a tough one because they're both really, really good. You know, what? let's do the movie. And if it wet our appetite, then we can, maybe your choice will be the series. Who knows? Oh, we already know what my, my next choice is going to be. If we watch the movie, <laughs> we're watching the series. So we already, we already mm. know where, where this all is going right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> all right so yeah i choose the cowboy bebop movie okay all right well uh that's all the time that we have for today hope you enjoyed this week's choice hope you enjoyed the movie like we both did not greatly but we still enjoyed it it was a uh, definitely a throwback for both of us and yeah. feel free to reach out to us featured anime podcast at gmail.com at those anime guys on twitter featured anime podcast on facebook uh we also have a patreon uh, we usually will continue to talk even after we're done recording. We'll talk about whatever piques our interest or heck, sometimes we end up remembering, remember something and we just have to start talking about it right then and there. Yeah. Patreon.com <laughs> slash featured anime podcast. And until next time, I'm Jack. I'm Rick. And I hope this isn't a simulation. I hope I'm not brainwashed into thinking that all of this is fake because this is too awesome not to be. We'll see you next time. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.